We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get bothered, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show, and it is great to be with you. Paul Imig and Grant Bills will join us for most of this episode. Just wanted to do a couple of things quick before we got started with that. The in-season tournament matchup, as we knew yesterday, is set between the Bucks and the Knicks. The time is final. It's on Tuesday. Perfect. It's on Tuesday, 6.30 Milwaukee time. The Bucks play the Knicks. Uh, I did stay up for that Warriors-Kings game. The Warriors need to win by 12 to get in. I've, I just Someday I want a Bucks warriors final of something, and I thought this might be it. Uh, but it wasn't because then the Kings came back, closed the deficit, but then you know they also won. So what the schedule is next Tuesday is Bucks and Knicks at 6.30, and then Suns and Lakers after that. The Monday games are Celtics-Pacers and Pelicans Kings. So that makes sense. The Eastern Conference games first and then the Western later. I think when it gets to Thursday, I think they're going to go better matchup later at night cuz the games in Vegas, they're all being Vegas. I don't know that it matters um unless you're thinking of home markets. So on Thursday there's a game at 4 and there's a game at 8. I got to work Thursday, so I hope they play the game at 8 so I can, you know, do the post game show and not uh unless maybe maybe i'll put in a call to the cbs bosses hey hey i I can't i can't do the shift on on the national radio 150 plus affiliates i have to do a in-season tournament post-game show and they'll probably say yeah yeah we we actually know that we're going to tell you because the in-season tournament is a big deal and if you're not on board with it yet you're just a crusty old douchebag that should be in music radio if any at all kb I'm sorry, it's something in my throat. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how things play out. I hope they get in that final. I want to do something fun with that. That final is going to be the only game that's taking place on Saturday. So it should be pretty cool. I, I think that this is working better than it should. Um, you know, I think it's pretty funny. A guy like Jason Tatum didn't like it, didn't like didn't like running up the score, didn't didn't think that that was appropriate. And then the Celtics had to run up the score to get in. Not only could the Bucs play the Celtics, we talked about this on the post game show. Not only could 
they play the Celtics if they both win. If they both lose, they're going to need another regular season game. So I think they're just taking the losers. Or they could do like the loser of the Western plays the loser of the Eastern. They could do something like that. I guess I don't know and haven't seen. But there's there's a couple possibilities. I think they could end up playing uh, Boston. If you look at some of the other teams, their schedule got released too. So it's not just the in-season tournament next week. The nights that the in-season tournament is happening, Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday, only in-season tournament games will be played those days. The other two days, Wednesday and Friday, there will be other games. If you look at a team like the Sixers, uh, they have the Wizards got scheduled and then the Hawks got scheduled. So you could actually, let's say you assume and give the Sixers those two wins. There could be there could be some things down the line, and I don't know. This is very speculative, where it's like, well, we should have one more win than them, or we're we're one game behind them in the standings because we played in the in season tournament, lost, and they played in the in uh, they didn't play in the in season tournament and got uh, easy wins. But I guess we got those wins that counted. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I'm just excited that it uh, exists and that it hasn't sucked. And I was very critical of it because I think Silver still is trying to make something that he doesn't have the infrastructure for. But the teams seem to have bought in, and that means the fans buy in. If the teams didn't care, if the teams didn't show any hustle, if the teams weren't talking about it, if they were very flippant about it, if they rest people like on purpose in these games, then you wouldn't care. But the teams seem to care, so we get into it. And it's another thing. Like, if I like, I this is this is Broadway. I, why do I always use Broadway comparisons with the Bucks? I've never even been to Broadway, but this is broad. The in season tournament is Broadway. Okay, if you go to New York City, you want to see a show on Broadway. There's off Broadway, and there's probably good shows there, but you don't. You want to you want to see a show on Broadway, and you want to perform in the show on Broadway. Okay, that's what you want to do. The other thing you want to do is go to omahasteaks.com. They are on board for Christmas. So hopefully you are able to um, pick some of these steaks up if you can, or whether it's the filet mignons or the, the pork tenderloins or whatever they have available. We are doing a package again for Christmas and just for the holiday season here. They have 50% off store wide right now. And then when you use BART at checkout, it's $30 off your order. So you can do that. You can just go to the website too and type my name in the search bar to get the deal. Um, it's pretty great. They've got 50% off everything in the store. Then you can type my name in. You get the $30 off as well on your package. Uh, it is really neat. You get the top sirloins, the pork chops, the jumbo franks, potatoes, apple tartlets. This is a great way to you know, cook around the things, <laughs> Tim, uh, cook around the Christmas holiday and have something to cook and have something really good, something really festive for the season. OmahaSteaks.com, Bart in the search bar. Since I'm doing some housekeeping here, uh, I do want to thank everybody. First of all, that listens. And then second of all, that uh, listens a lot. I recorded this around four o'clock on Wednesday. So if anybody else did it after that, uh, I'll give you a shout out when I can. Uh, Joey has listened at the Spotify rap thing. 
I thought it was dumb too years ago until like I had a show that people were tweeting about. Now I like it. No, no, no. That's not entirely the reason, but it's so believable of a reason that it seems like the reason, but that's not the reason. I, this is the first year I've been on Spotify. I've never joined it. I, I would always do Pandora and then, uh, I would always do, I would watch videos on YouTube instead of just making a playlist. I don't know why it was a Spotify holdout. I actually, my wife has it and she just added me for free. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I but I was, cause you know, you see a lot of these and I used to be the guy like, Oh, nobody cares about this. Well, I, I do. It's interesting to see what people are listening to. And it's cool to see all of you guys that have listened to the show. Joey, 7,000 minutes of the Bart Winkler show. Lindsay, 12,000 minutes. Zach hit 16,000 minutes of the Bart Winkler show. Zach Neal, top 1% fan. I mean, that's really cool. Uh, Cameron with 7,800 minutes. Daniel, it's his top podcast. And then he's got Locked on Bucks on there. Eurostep podcast, a lot of the GSPN guys who we love. Eduardo, top podcast, 14,000 minutes, 3%. This is really cool. And I appreciate you guys for uh, spreading the word because I don't know. I, I There's this, again, there's this Marvel podcast I listen to called Phase Zero. And I like it because they talk Marvel. It's just like nuts and bolts, meats and potato, meat and potatoes, Marvel. And uh, I like that stuff, so I listen to it. But it's been going on for a while, and I didn't know it existed. So by you guys doing this, hopefully, you know, more people come on board if you're looking for kind of meat and potatoes, sports kind of stuff. And that's where I should have transitioned into the Omaha Steak um, read. See, you're always learning. You're always learning. You're always growing. I don't expect, so I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this at 4, going to pick up my kid, going to have a nice night with him. And probably gonna go to bed early. That so if I don't expect there to be breaking Jackson Churio news, report from Ken Rosenthal, some sources confirmed by Kurt Hogue that this is what the Brewers want to do. They want to give him right now like eight years for 80, 90 million dollars. And there's been a lot of uh people talking about if they should do that or not, if if Churio should do that or not. For the Brewers, if you believe in this guy and he's can't miss. And he's been producing every level you put him at. This is absolutely something you want to do because the most affordable way to have this guy long-term. Yes, there is risk as there is with anything, but the risk on this is uh, far less than the reward. The reward is you could get this guy who could be commanding if he stays on his trajectory, 30, $35 million a year. And you're paying him 10. Uh, You could get a guy who, you could buy out his arbitration, buy into free agent years, you know, solve all of that. They they did some sort of deal like this with Freddie. Uh, they've tried to do it, I guess, with other guys too. I think if the Brewers can do it, it's a no-brainer. Uh, the Braves have done this a little bit with their guys. And at first you're like, why are they doing that? Like Ronald Acuna is making $17 million next year to bypass arbitration. 17 million the year after that, 17 million the year after that, and then two years of club options for 17 million. 17 million a year for Ronald Acuna for the next five years, who's 26 years old. I mean, that 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 is a steal. But Acuna did it to guarantee that money, to guarantee his financial security. And then 
by the time that that runs out, he'll be 31. He could sign another deal. And if Churio does it now, he can sign another deal at 26. He's young. Churio's young. You're essentially giving a huge contract if you do it to a double A guy. Ozzy Albies, second baseman, 27. 7 million this year, 7 million next year. Two years of club options for 7 million after that. The Braves have done a good job. It's a good model where, you know, you do sacrifice like the risk of injury or him being bad or whatever. But my God, for the Brewers, it's a no brainer. If you gave Yelich that much money, uh, you give Churio this tinier amount of money. I don't think, I don't think there's any discussion that needs to be had about should the Brewers. It's all should Churio is where the discussion is. That's where it all is. And we'll see what he decides. Uh, I think every Brewers fan wants it to happen. And that would be great. And it would signal like, okay, there's a new crop of Brewers here. I think you do that. You bring them up. You go completely with the young guys. Get them experience. Trade what you can, who you can, and go on from there. I think. I don't, I don't think a lot of Brewers fans are going to walk into this year thinking playoffs. Um, I think a lot of Brewers fans are going to walk into this year saying, we want to see the young guys. We want to see a new era. Just please never lose to the Cubs. Go 13-0 against them. That's what we want to see. Take a quick timeout. Grant and Paul will be on the program coming up right after these messages. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast, free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I bring in Grant Bills. I bring in Paul Immig. This trio that comes to you every week out of the goodness of their hearts. 
Because we used to rotate, and then Paul's just like, just do it with Grant. <laughs> that is, that's what happened. Just see if Grant will do it again. What about next week? Yeah, just, is Grant available? And now <laughs> uh, one morning a week is just, it's so much better. I look for this as, as much social time as I really ever get. So you guys have been in my apartment more than any anybody else. I mean, it's lovely. I love it. Good. Crazy. I look forward um, to it. And you guys Happy in my Thursday. basement. Yeah, yeah, heavy th- heavy Thursday. Uh, happy guys in my basement. By the way. Happy late Thursday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many well, days? Is why too don't late? we? Why don't we just do some questions? <laughs> Let's do it. How many days is too late to wish someone a happy Thanksgiving? I vote that Chris Berman was way too late with four days during Monday Night Football. That's probably true. I would say Larry Friday. Even. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I mean, Berman. It's Black, All right, it's Black Friday. I like that ESPN created a show with Chris Berman and Booger McFarland, which I would have just titled the last fucking thing I will ever watch ever, period. It's like the perfect show that someone could have put together to make me never, ever watch it would be those two guys. Wow. Now, NFL primetime was the greatest show ever. For sure. And that was in and you had you had to watch it, though. That was the difference. You had yeah. to watch it. You yes. had to because you yes. didn't see or know much about the other games. And sometimes there would be games on there where I'm like, oh, shit, Broncos, Buccaneers. I've got no idea who won this game. And yeah. you would watch it. And then they had to take it away because NBC got the Sunday night rights. And part of that was like, we want football night in America to be where people come. Stop doing ESPN. Eventually, ESPN won back the ability to do primetime, but on ESPN+. Plus. So you can still watch it, but it's on ESPN Plus. And then they're like, they rip it off on Wednesdays. So they go, you have to watch it from Sunday to Wednesday. And then they just take it off their server. Which I think part of what is great about NFL primetime is like going back. I I mean, when you see clips of like, hey, here's, here, by the way, here's an episode of NFL primetime from 1997. You're like, Duh, next hour of my life's spoken for. Mm-hmm. And ESPN puts these new ones on and they're like, See ya. See ya. <laughs> that is bizarre. Why? Why are they in such a rush to get rid of them by Wednesday? That is weird. There's no. There's Maybe no it's a more that. more of a right thing. Maybe they're like, okay, but you got to get rid of it by Thursday. Just oh. like 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 the NFL is very protective of the Sunday night football brand. Remember when you watched Eagles Bills and they made Jim Nance every three minutes say, "And don't forget, Chargers Ravens at seven twenty-two." I yeah. was going to ask you guys, yes. why was yeah. that? That was so weird. Because people were watching CBS up until the minute that the NBC game kicked off because the game went so late, which murdered the number for Football Night in America because people yeah. are just used to, all right, this shit's over. <clears throat> and then Tony Romo said, I know who found I- a way to do their little The OT show sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I just like that as Jim Nance was like, all right, 722. Get over to the other channel. Tony Romo's like, I know who pays my check. 60 Minutes is coming up next. Did you guys Except catch that? on the West Coast, obviously. But I, it was bizarre. Like he, he didn't say, I know who pays my check. But Tony Romo then said, or you can stick around and watch 60 Minutes right here on CBS. <laughs> it's weird that they were promoting another network, though. Like, yeah. I guess the yeah. NFL is a bigger body than uh, Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, WWE does the same. Fox is always advertising Peacock. 
there for pay-per-views. I don't know much about wrestling, but I do know enough to understand that CM Punk fascinates me, by the way, and maybe you guys will talk about this at some point. As as an athlete that's like biggest impact has never really been something, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been like up the sport. Like it's always it's very Aaron Rodgers these days where it's like the story is not what's going and Rodgers is hurt. So that's very different. And I don't, I didn't CM Punk, CM Punk is always hurt. So it's okay. But it's like Bart, your tweet, I, I bookmarked it. I was like, is there something I can do with this on my show? Where it's like his biggest career moments have been a press conference and then like three comebacks to just yeah. switch yeah. leads back and forth. Yeah. Very I don't, I can't like, I really can't think off the top of my head of like one CM Punk match that I was like, Oh fuck. No, there wasn't. I mean, I know he's had a long thing with Samoa Joe. Maybe you want to go there or when the Undertaker killed his momentum. That was bullshit. Um, for me, it's I the money know. in the for me, it's money in the bank 2011 with John Cena, but that was because of the circumstances where it was like Cena wins and we riot. Like that was like one of those moments. And so I don't remember anything about the match, of course, because that's not what CM Punk does. But yes, Grant. Um, Bart and I tested our friendship over the weekend. It, we, we, we put it to its, I'm not kidding. Uh, we put well, it, we had an art disagreement and I was drunk. Wow. <laughs> I could, I could tell, uh, no, um, in all seriousness, but it was like, but Rogers and CM Punk are the same thing. I just told Paul how much I hate AEW and it's which garbage. which is like me saying that Marvel is the worst thing. It's just a it's a, you, it's a trigger and you know, it's mean. And Bart was drunk and he's like, I'm just going to be mean. Um, I said I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I'm sorry while doing it, though. That doesn't count. I said I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fucking hate the thing you like. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yes, the press conference for Aaron. It's it. Travis Kelsey would say of CM Punk, um, promos are his game days. Yeah. Well, and the Ron, one like, again, Punk Rogers is the hard, one. But. The one Punk match that I can think of is the Royal Rumble, but that was because. He would knock guys out and just start talking again. Or I would say, like, got rid of the first 10 people and was just talking the whole time. Or I would say it's his match with Hangman Page where he could not do the buckshot lariat and kept trying and kept trying and kept failing and kept failing. All right. Well, anyway, he's back and his promo was disappointing. Yeah. All right. We have um, some fun stuff to get through. And I am so excited. Well, let me ask you this first. Have the. Have the Winklerverse, those who have been like rooting for Packers losses, which again, had the Chargers game gone the other way, I would, I, I was flirting with the line of like rooting for Packers loss. I, I was probably more than flirting with it, but have like the cute, have they come around to like the wins are good? Are, are we there yet with the Winklerverse? Like, I think, I think they've come around to knowing that it's a lost cause to root against like it's just not going to happen so why do it the idea of losing is a lost cause that's kind of well the idea of you know getting one of these great picks now yeah as you look at the standings and the packers are a half game out so here ready here we go you are ready to embrace the real possibility of the packers making the playoffs and i'm gonna before you answer i'm gonna say like bart you have said you haven't been thinking about the draft, you haven't been thinking about the playoffs. You just want to see progression from Jordan Love, the young guys to get better, blah, 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 blah. So you in particular, I think this is a relevant question too, but in general, the Vikings lost. The uh, Who is it that plays? Oh, the Seahawks play on Thursday night football, which I think is tonight as you're listening to this. If they lose, like this is a 
you are ready to embrace the real possibility of the Packers playing a playoff football game this season. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Well, I think they're going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> and I said that about the Lions, and people are like, good job. And I was like, I just said one thing, and I put no money on it, and I didn't make it my survivor. Fucking Saints. Never get over that. Um, I was going to take the Vikings. Thankfully, I did not. Mm. I did. I did tweet that I thought Justin Fields would have four touchdowns that night. And what you meant was four turnovers. Four turnovers. Turnover. Uh, Explosive plays, one way or another. He was going to yeah, do something. Fumble, fumbles. Um. So here's here's the thing about the Packers. If you look at the schedule, and what do we what do we who do we always bring up on this show? Who do we always bring up? Something. Tom Tom Clemens. <laughs> One Andy Herman. Yeah, Herman. Never talked about Tom Clemens as a trio. Not, <laughs> was, not a one time. That was, never. That was the joke. Andy that. Herman, my blue wire buddy. Mm-hmm. Packers are up to a forty-nine percent chance to make the playoffs per the New York Times. They control their own destiny. If they go six and zero, oh, they are in. If they go five and one, that's a ninety-nine percent chance. Four and two, you'd be looking at a seventy-seven to ninety-six percent chance, depending on who they lose to. They could still get in at three and three, with about a twenty-five percent chance, depending on who they lose to. Now, here, here's the pack. Can I say that back to you real quick? So yeah. three and three and three is a twenty-five percent chance, but four and two is like an eighty percent chance. Yeah. Wow. I believe in the, the gambling world, that's what they refer to as a key number or something like that. Yeah, that's, no, that's a key number. Three, three is a key number, seven is a key number. Uh, I think those are what it is. They have the Chiefs this week. Let's say it's a loss. Let's say. And then, and then the rest of their schedule is the Giants win. Well, well, hold on on that. The Giants, the Panthers, the Bears, the Bucks, and the Vikings. That's a the four and one stretch. Panther. So, uh, so l- you can win all those games. Let's say, let's just throw in a loss. Let's throw in some dumb loss. Uh-huh. You're looking at four and two being very realistic because, very. because even if, even if you're like one of these fans that always win loss, you know, and give a little more to the, we always say, ah, what the Packers going to be win, 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 loss. You always come up with 10 and six or you always come up with 11 and six or whatever. Yeah. The Packers are inherently better than every team. They're going to play other than Kansas City. Yep. Now, like, could Tommy DeVito have a thing? Could Josh Dobbs regain? Could Justin Fields run? Could Baker Mayfield figure it out? Could the Panthers be inspired with a new interim coach? All these things could happen. But the Packers, as of this moment, I believe would be favored over every team besides the Chiefs that they play. And, you know, because the Chiefs are first – Maybe they lose, and maybe the playoff thing gets a little watered down on it. But yeah. I think it's absolutely a possibility. Um, I would love this team to make the playoffs to get that experience and to get that first one out of the way so that when yeah. they're really competitive, they don't have to go through that. On the same token, I also don't want to go to San Francisco and get our ass kicked again. So I don't, I don't know. But, yes. The, the the playoffs the playoffs are the number two most important sports thing in my life right now. 
Grant Bills, ready to race the no very. One's, no one's asking number one. Number, I, I didn't know if you wanted us to ask. I, I was. I left the window. One. What's well, number what's, one, Bart? Oh, the in-season tournament. <laughs> Why did I not? God damn it. Yeah, that was a mess um, on our part. So Grant, Grant, ready to embrace the real possibility of a Packers playoffs? It sounds like I'm going to talk for minutes on it. I, I promise I'm not. So coming out, I'm looking at the Packers schedule. Coming out of the Steelers game, they lost. That was November 12th. And I think we all felt really good about that game. And we're like, hey, maybe they put some things together and they finished strong down the stretch. Broke up the season from the Steelers point to the end into two chunks. There's that that final five-game stretch that's pretty soft. That You talked about that, right? Giants, Buccaneers, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. But to get to that five-game stretch, the Packers needed to go through the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs. And we all thought, well, if you can if you just win one of those, if you can be in an okay spot through that three-game stretch, well, they've already won two of those three games. Which, if you would have told me at the beginning of this, if you would have told me at the beginning of the stretch that at worst they would go two and one, I'd take it. Sign up. Yeah. So I wouldn't have even thought or mentioned the playoffs a couple weeks ago. But with these last two big wins, these were unexpected wins. I didn't think these were wins that they could get. Um, I think the goal of finishing strong and playing their best football at the right time of the year and making a playoff run, they're kind of the same thing right? Like the goal of improvement and playing the best football in the last month kind of coincides with winning as many games as possible and going on a playoff run. So I I think the Packers focus and what we've wanted from them all year long aligns with the idea of them making a playoff run. So I'll say, "Mm -hmm." I'll think about it, Uh, especially because the Vikings lost the other night and a couple things have gone their way. The Seahawks, Geno Smith does not look great. Um, There are other teams, there are other teams in the Packers neighborhood that are trending poorly. And the Packers, they took their lumps at the beginning of the year and were like, what is this? Everyone's young and no one knows what they're doing. But now we're seeing the good side of that coin. Now that they've figured some things out, they're they're able to play in a way that I think a team could only play had they grown together and you know built together and gone through some of those struggles. So just because of the the way the, the schedule is structured, the way that they've won two of these three tough games before that final five-game stretch, and the way that kind of similar teams in the NFC are trending. Yeah, I'll talk about the playoffs. It's not going to be the number one thing on my mind, but I will very seriously consider it and, and think about it for sure. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to learn from my mistake. So it's not the number one thing on your mind, Grant. What's the number one sports thing on your mind? Craig Council going to a, a Bucks game. That's the number one thing on my mind. I can't, I mean, my God. I, I love that this no- video right here is so aligned on this topic. That makes me so happy. What a prick. Well, what thankfully, Sparky's on our side. I I kind of I I was very confident he would be. You I Rami at nine o'clock. What did you do Thursdays at nine o'clock with Rami? That would be such an intolerable hour talking about this because you'd be like Rami, I'm so and Rami fresh out of bed would be like, I don't know why you care, Bart. I just <laughs> I don't, and I'd be sitting at home punching air. <laughs> at how Rami doesn't get it. I'm glad Sparky gets it. I'm glad you guys get it. Well, I brought, I like the thing up. I, I brought that up on CBS the other night, knowing no one gave a fuck. No one, no one cares. It just doesn't – no one cares about NL Central manager drama. But I'm telling you, if, like, Joe Torre went to the Red Sox and then went to a Knicks game, he would be mauled. Who – was it you? I think it was you the other – I think it was you. I was in Woodman's listening to a show, and they're like, if this happened in Philly, yeah, where, yeah, Philly manager goes to the Mets, goes to the Sixers game. And here we're just like, I mean, some usher would be like, I will get fired and spill blood 
to be a hero that this city needs to keep this man out of the arena. Yeah. We're just not. And again, I don't want harm or violence. That's not what I'm saying. Of course. But we are not the, we are not the sports fan base that we think we are. We, we are not, we are not a good in stadium fan base at any sport. We're too reactionary. We're too Agreed. cautious of how we look. We like don't go to have fun. We go there like reserved. We won't put in season tournament shirts over the fucking. I work for Johnson Electric. I must. This is my work. This is my game attire. Dress like we're going to a fish fry in a church basement. How many? No. Look look around. Look around this state. Look around when you are places and (laughs) and count and take note of the amount of people whose best shirt is a work polo. They wear these things to weddings. Like it, like their, their employer's polo. The polo, and then it says, you know, Steve's you need, heating and cooling. <laughs> you need to go back and watch that last exchange on the Dan Cheney YouTube stream because Bart's nod of a yes was like, like depressed. Like, yes, a it's work. Polo. Just, <laughs> my God, you guys, get a fucking shirt. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that's the number one thing on my mind. But I was enjoying the Packers conversation part, uh, and Paul, not to the number. That. I do have a different number one overall thing on my mind, and that's because we were all too baked and high to do a Black Friday sale at Happy Place Hemp. Uh, we do have one through the end of this week. Promo code BORT gets you 30% off through the end of the week. Promo code BORT, B O R T, when you go to happyplacehemp.com, the gummies. Very chewy bowl. Uh, Tim's a big proponent of the THC free ones. You know, they help him stay alert a little bit and focused on those grueling overnight shifts. I'm more of a fan of the ones that get me the opposite of that. Uh, and I take the ones at night very much. Uh, CBD, CBN, the purple ones to help me sleep. But yeah, through the week, because a little late, but we'll get it. Bort. For 30% off this week. And we're still doing the slow build after the Green Bay season. It's 25% plus the amount of wins. So right now it would be 30 at the end of the season. We'll do another one. But if they win all these games, then it's 25 plus 11. It's a little do confusing. Do count? Huh? Would a playoff win count? Um, I want to tell you the correct thing that I talked to them about. You don't, you don't actually need to, I just, you know. If they make the playoffs, we will absolutely juice it up. So if you're, if you're still in draft mode, oops. But if you're still in that mode, if nothing else, root for massive savings at happyplacehemp.com. Yeah, Paul, I'd like to go back. It is my number one thing. Never mind. The Packers making the playoffs are absolutely now my number one thing. Knowing that information. Council's number two. Nice. Uh, I will conclude the conversation of the first topic and just say a resounding mm-hmm, very much ready to embrace the possibility. But I looked back and I did ask you guys a week or two ago, like that you'd love to see the Packers go on a run and end the season to make the playoffs, even with the likelihood of an early postseason exit. And so, Bart, like I would just say it will not be fun, 
on what would that be Saturday? Let's just look. What would that be Saturday, January 13th? I'm guessing would be the divisional round. The Packers and Niners would get the seven o'clock game or something. Like it will not oh, be for sure. Right. Yeah. It won't be fun to watch the Packers lose by 20 to the Niners, which is probably what will happen. Like that will not be an enjoyable experience, but it will still be the, but it will still be the best thing. Even if like, even if they lose, even if it's a resounding first round loss to a team like San Francisco, which the Packers have seen far too many times playoff defeats at the hands of like that's, this is still a great way ahead of, in my opinion, way ahead of schedule. Okay. Let me ask you this. This is way ahead of No. This is ahead of schedule for the Packers. Like, if you were a realist, whether you're Gudikinst or Murphy or whatever, or even LaFleur to some, this is ahead of schedule. I was not planning to ask this, but if they make the playoffs. No, I don't. I think it's right on schedule. Really? Well, they're first of all, they're five and six. <laughs> but, but, but not seven and four here. But, but to Grant's point earlier, though, the, we knew the final five games. Like, you had to be, you had to be in it. So when those final five games came around, you had – like if you went four and one of those final five, like that's the point you had to get to on the schedule. No, I think because they need to know what Jordan Love is, if he's the guy for them. They need to know if these other young guys are progressing. And if we were still looking now, like we looked in week four or five, that would be a massive problem. And it would probably lean more towards this is not working than there's signs of life here. So I, I think I think they're right on schedule to me. So mm-hmm. I think this is, Paul, if they make the playoffs, it will be because, yes, oh, good. They started to figure some things out and play better football, and it's like, all right, we have something here. But it's also because the NFC stinks. And that's, oh, yeah, fi- yeah. And that's fine. That's totally fine, right? That's not that's not the fault of the Packers or any – that's just the state of the, the conference. It, it does not fundamentally make you – if you go 9-8 and eight and miss the playoffs versus 9-8 and eight and make the playoffs, you're not a fundamentally different team. But it would be nice experience totally for, for a lot of these young guys. And they're probably going to have to go a little bit better than 9-8 and eight based on what you said. But you get my point, right? It's Just making the playoffs and getting to put that in the, the end of the season guide, it doesn't mean that you are a way better team. It it means that you played your best ball at the right time and the conference sucked. And that's fine. Well, the only thing I would say is, like, when I say ahead of schedule, well, there's a lot of ways you could take that. But I'm trying to go on spot track real quick to find – who the biggest cap numbers are this year for the Packers. But as I struggle to find it, the answer is going to be something like Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, uh, Aaron Jones is going to be somewhere in the top seven or eight. So Rodgers is not on the team. Bakhtiari hasn't played. Aaron Jones has not been good slash hasn't played. So I think what's ahead of schedule about it is like they knew they were going into this stretch as – being like way underwater in terms of dead cap hits and expensive guys who aren't on the team or are not going to contribute at a high level. So I would say undoubtedly it's ahead of schedule, but nevertheless. All right. Um, Of all the current Packers wide receivers, the one who will be the best among them in three years is Jaden Reed. Mm Mm-hmm or mm mm-mm. Well, Watson had a nice game. Let me let me answer the question first because I was debating who to go with. I'm going with Christian Watson. So mm-mm on Jaden Reed. I gave him that because I thought that would be the most popular answer. I still think it probably is. I can't get past the unbelievable potential that Watson has. I'm going to 
think it pans out. So I'm going to say, mm-mm to Wa- I'm going to say Watson. So I'm going to put my vote out there. I can't get past this six foot four dude who runs like he does. I think you can, I think he'll figure out the rest. I think the upside is too great. I'm going with Watson, but sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to at least throw it out there that if you both say Reed, there is some dissension among us, but go ahead. Well, Wicks could have potential. I, I like Wicks a lot. I, I mean, think Dobbs, I Dobbs, I Dobbs think is your like, Dobbs is your surefire. Like, He's not gonna. Dobbs has already not failed as a draft pick. He will. James Jones. That's always my comp when I watch Dobbs. Like, oh, okay, James Jones. Yep. So he can be James Jones, and Reed can be Driver, and Watson can be Jennings or something like that. Except Watson is like. Well, right, but in terms of production value, I. um, Watson's Jordy, but I kind of, I kind of, I think I might be with you. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it's the safer bet, and. They is finally really? were running Watson. Like Watson is not MVS. Okay. Right. So just stop. Like for weeks, all we were doing was throwing it deep to him. Oh. Run a fucking route. Yeah. Run some slants. Mm-hmm. Get him the ball and see what he can do. I mean, don't, don't just be like, I don't know. I, I don't, they haven't been using him. Right. Play a fast play a run far. I throw far. Like that's, what it was with MBS, just throwing bombs. MBS, if he, I, I swear, if he fucking scores on Sunday, because <laughs> he, if he, he fucking, if he fucking scores on Sunday, I will bet whatever left of my cock <laughs> that he does a fake Lambo leap. Wow, betting. Yeah. Betting the rest of the Wiener Schnitzel on a fake Lambo leap is one bold proclamation. Like a, like a fake Lambo leap, like mellow, like fake the shot, and there's like, ah, never mind. Yeah, he'll be like, okay. <laughs> do you do you need like odds? Like you're just gonna say straight up if he does it, you get to keep you get to keep what's left, and if he doesn't do it, like then then it's gone. You know the phrase "shower, not a grower." <laughs> No, it did not exist before I came on the scene. I was gonna say that's that's fucking backwards. Um, (laughs) prop comedy. Oh, prop comedy. I have another stadium to clear off on my stadium sheet Mm. because I went to Pittsburgh. Accurate. Does the sheet say Acrisure Stadium or does it say Heinz Field? No, it says Heinz Field. You'll never go to Heinz Field. Yeah. <laughs> I never will. Now, I've been to Soldier Field, but not for a Bears game. Does that count? What'd you go for? Soccer. Yep. Oh, that counts. And I've been to Raymond James, but not for a Buccaneers game. Was that like a Badgers uh, Rose Bowl? No, it was, that, that was, was 1996 Tampa Bay Mutiny. Oh, my gosh. Wow. XFL? MLS. Oh. And I'm going to give you the ultimate in prop comedy. The ultimate. This available on the Dan Cheney YouTube stream. Yeah. Guys, this piece of merchandise is from 1996. Tampa Bay Mutiny Foam Finger. Wow. Wow. 
you have a lot of stuff in that basement. You know, what? And, and like, you know what? especially it might, it's like it's all readily accessible. Like that's what I think is most impressive that you can yeah. go find it like within a matter of <laughs> I know exactly where it is. Just in case yeah. the finger. Um, my parents. It's dirty. My parents have moved. They moved from Fond du Lac to Florida, and then they lived in a city for a year, and then moved to a different city. So they've moved multiple times. And in Fond du Lac, they had moved from house to apartment to new house. So mm. they moved multiple times. But every like Christmas or sometimes there's a random box on my steps. It's mail from my parents of like knickknacks and collectibles from my youth. Yeah. Cool. A slow trickle stream. And I said, how do you still have this shit? Either give it to me all or throw it away. Like last time I got a fucking like chicken McNugget transformer from 1987. That's awesome though. Like get rid of it. No, if if you don't want it, you can send it to me. I have to show you what my grandma sent me. A pie? We're gonna do this. Go mutiny were my favorite team. My grandma in Arizona sent me this. Now, no way! Now it sits on my bookshelf. Does she? Was it that's like a, for the, that's a page sporanic bobblehead? It is. Did she send it like in jest, or like, oh, sweet Grant, I know you're a Brewers fan. We we I think we lost the point of what's serious and what isn't with page sporanic a long time ago. Like, yeah, I, we don't. Nobody quite knows. Nobody quite knows. For her not to go on your show, what a blunder. Well, if she comes back to the ballpark next summer, I'm going to go aim for in-person sit-down in the concourse. Oh. Get two cameras set up, edit it up. That would be... Well, you can hire me free of charge for that, Fred. I, I would need a videographer. I'm striking out big with guests recently. Chris Collinsworth wouldn't do Bill's show this week, and I just I want to be able to tell Bill that I guess who I got for you and then say it's... It's a great it's, moment. But I can't. I can't. Play. I've gotten so close a couple times, and I can't do it. Were you going to have Bill ask Chris Collinsworth about the pass rush? The pass rush. The pass. Uh, we should have. I honestly, if I could get Chris Collinsworth on my, because he's going to be a Lambo this weekend, I would have asked him, "Did you watch Jason Garrett?" I'm yeah, like, get Jason oh. Garrett. It it would be <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. But the thing is, I hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. As the sun sets on this wonderful afternoon, on this wonderful evening. Pretty nice. <laughs> Pretty nice, huh? I I had a good time with Jason Garrett. Um, we were we were talking about Jaden Reed. We were talking about the the current Packers wide receiver who you think will be the I best. I want to know more about Jason Garrett. You said you had a comp for him. Well, I just think. Okay. I wait, let's, hear, let's hear the Jason Garrett take, and then nobody, we'll nobody, well, nobody came here to break down wide receivers. I thought Jason Garrett was fine. It was all something that we got to talk about on Twitter, and then I see grown men like Bill Simmons, who have accomplished so much in life, or Bill Simmons. Did I say Ben Simmons? Bill Simmons, who's accomplished so much in life, and is tweeting like a child, like this guy fucking sucks. He's awful. Oh my god, it's like he's fine. He's fine. I think my prediction is Jason Garrett becomes this next generation's Howie Long. I think he could have a long, long career uh, What as the stoic kind of 
over overly serious guy at the desk and you need to put a jokester next to him you need the howie but, long next to him but the but problem he, is jason garrett thinks he's a jokester yeah. jason garrett finds himself funny i don't think you guys are so much why am i the guy defending jason garrett why he's are funny. you the guy defending Jason? every guy on tv is mostly a slap they all take themselves way too seriously why are we singling out jason garrett this isn't fair let's talk more about, about how fox has basically the same pregame show they had for the last 30 years. Can we, can we actually spend some time on pregame shows of the NFL? Because the cast of characters, not only have they been there for way too long. No. Have you, when is the last time anyone on that, whether they've been like, like Terry Bradshaw reading halftime highlights is fucking brutal. It's part of it. What, what were you, what were you about to say? Because I think I, I knew, I know what you're about to say and it's going to piss me off. You were, you were saying, when is the last time someone on this show, what, what were you going to, what were you about to say? Has like gleaned anything of value from anything. That's not, the they taught you something. That's not why they exist. Just said something that made you either like, <sighs> it was genuinely funny. It was genuinely intellectual. It was genuinely interesting. Like, I don't even care what word you want to use. Like, what has a, a oh last value? week last week what last week because they showed this package of okay I just want to say this first I'm NFL on Fox pregame through and through till I die agree till I die NFL I, on CBS is I so like much the more. NFL networks but it seems a little like on a slower Sunday morning ESPN I cannot stomach agree uh, once and once ESPN PN went to like all these neon green colors. Like, what the fuck are you doing? CBS, they try. It's not happening for me. Not getting happening. better. I'll say they're getting better because they're losing the NFL. Up a bit, the Fox NFL on Fox is tremendous. They ran this package, uh, and then you got Gronk there now. Okay, Terry I have a, I have a doing, comment on that. Terry was doing the show last week, and he couldn't fucking talk. So they show uh, Terry Bradshaw. Like a whole compilation of him making Brock Purdy jokes about how, like, that's pretty good. And then they show Strahan's reaction, where throughout the year, he's getting more and more pissed. Like, stop doing this. And then they cut to Good Morning America from the last week, where Strahan's like, you know, I got to say, he was pretty good last night. And Terry, oh my God, it was just like guys at a bar. First off, uh, that's that's credit to the production team, not to the staff or not to the uh, on air. So good, but Jimmy, I will say this. I, I want to say this real Jimmy quick. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. At halftime, I think it was halftime of the Packers Lions game on Thanksgiving, and they cut to wherever the guys were, and Gronk was there, and I think Gronk is a relatively entertaining guy, but I've never been like, wow, Gronk is the future of sports media, but. As he broke down for like 90 seconds of something about the actual game, I felt like Bradshaw and the other guys were looking at him like, hey, we're not here for real analysis. Just say something quippy and move on. And, they and it was right, so, by the way. They were not right. Break down the game, Gronk. Go, Gronk was fantastic in that segment. And I love that they looked. And then, by the way, and then the kids jumped on Gronk's back and he gave him a ride around. And I was like, yeah. Oh, like fire everyone, hire Gronk, and let Gronk no, oh, rebuild oh, wow. this thing. Look, you build it in Gronk's image. This is Paul. 
Bradshaw the- needs to be so done that staff. No. Is- Jimmy, what Jimmy Johnson? What Jimmy Johnson has not Jimmy, said or Jimmy done- goes. They're talking about. They were having a really lighthearted conversation about the NFL, and Jimmy just goes, "Brandon Staley needs to be fired." Yeah. <laughs> and, and Strahan's like, "Whoa, what? Oh, guys, that- I was ROTFL." I, I, I genuinely, Grant, I want you to say what you're going to say because you're about to like be dismissive of what I just said. No, but, like, you're all good. These, I'm convinced they don't watch the games. Like, I, or they don't, I don't, I really, I think we watch substantially more football than the hosts of these pregame. Do you think, do you think inside there's no the way NBA, they're watching football? There's no way think, they're watching the football game. Do you think those guys are grinding Hornets Hawks? On a random Tuesday night, you think Barkley and no, that's not the point of inside the NBA, just like it's not the point of Fox NFL Sunday. But but, but there's all do not compare anything to inside the NBA because they are they they have they're copying the NFL on Fox's lead. Well, I'm sorry, inside the NBA, <laughs> that's a take ready for reactions. It's back. I'm dying. He's on mute. Thank God. Look. You you always want cogent analysis and detailed breakdowns, and for that I, I would say go... or a nice or a conversation between two people who are saying something of value, not like. And here's my forty seconds of what I have to say, and I'm going to go to you for forty seconds of what you have to say. And TV. none of it is literally every TV show. Oh, well, you know how TV works. That's TV. That's not how it has to be. Just just because of the way it has been done does not mean that we it needs to be in the, like it, that's a that's a piss poor You're, reason to say like well it's fine we're trying to pack a whole week of storylines in 60 minutes here is what the fox pregame show is for okay this is what it's for it's for terry bradshaw to be terry and it's for howie and michael strahan to just laugh and kurt Menefee needs to get the the train back on the tracks and it's for the T's going into halftime. They always do something funny. That's fun. No, they, they do something that attempts at humor. They do something that attempts at yeah, humor. Yeah, but because it's because it's not too serious, it's funny. That's the point, Paul. It's and then twice not. a year, the guys go stand on an aircraft carrier and they thank our troops. That's what the show is for. It, it, they, they can accomplish that so every it's year, every Sunday. a big pile of nothing. Also, can we talk about the rise and fall of Tony Gonzalez? I always thought he was going to take over one of the chairs on the Fox pregame show. I thought he was very good when he was on. And now he's like fourth chair. I think he is under the table, but he's on Amazon. And and half of the time, the lights don't even work. And they got him with Andrew Whitworth, who won't even wait. He's got to wear a hoodie to show how hip he is. Like, I'm the next generation of, of player media. What happened to Tony Gonzalez? <laughs> I thought, what? Yeah, I thought he was good. Tony Gonzalez is, is a perfect, like, CBS pregame show guy because it's just so dull. There's nothing of excitement that he's going to say hey, or has said. I work at CBS, kind of. But do you have this? Yeah, sorry. It, the whole CBS show. I asked, I was like, I, Ryan Hickey was doing the show with me. I go, on air, I'm like, can I, is J.J. Watt like our colleague? And he's like, I don't know. I go, because I need to rip on him. And I don't know if I, <laughs> and then I did. On the national what show. What has that ever stopped you? from ripping on a colleague at any place you've ever been employed. Well, as you know, I regret some of that. Oh, also, uh, one thing about the NBC broadcast, because this is where we started, there's too many people. I mean, Jesus H. They do picks, and it's like it's like hot potato with 13 people. And it's all so polished. Like, it goes to Florio, and Florio delivers his, like, monologue. And... Uh, and Maria left for NBC 
What did they do? What does she do? What she do Monday through Saturday? Where is she? Olympics. She was, eight, she, was, but... she was headlining the NBA coverage on ESPN. And then she's never on TV no more. Cash Money Records working nine nine into two thousand. There's too many people on it. She got paid. She, she took, she took like, the money. We have the desk, and then we have the side desk with Florio and Barry. So, and let me, just, let me go just, to the stadium. Oh yeah, and Barry and Kyle, got over the there. Well, and NBC is like, we pay all these people to work for us in the football world, so we're going to stick them all in this broadcast somewhere. So let's just underscore this then. You're Sometimes okay with Steve Kornacki. You're okay with these pregame shows being objectively bad because they just they serve a singular purpose of being bad, and that's fine. That mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or no, mm, one, that's your no one requires the pregame show. You just are like, shit, the game's coming out. Oh, it's only eleven twenty. I just fucking turn on the pregame show. I guess uh, it's, it's a massive I- inventory that they have to have programming. That's why Fox added another hour. They got a whole different kickoff show with like uh, I think Carissa Thompson's on that one and Michael Vick and shit. Well, like, oh, Carissa Thompson. Carissa Thompson. She claimed to be on that show. I don't know if the reporting on that is accurate or whether. Oh she- my god, this is a pro Carissa Thompson podcast. Well, this is really. OCT. Unbelievable. C-T-E. All right. We are Carissa Thompson enthusiasts. C-T-E. <laughs> okay, wait. Are we going to are we gonna talk about the Chandler Jones video? What did he say? I didn't what did think he do? Yeah. I mean, he didn't what did he say. Do? I didn't see it. He didn't say anything. But, like, I, I'm, I don't even want to make light of it. But, like. Well, you brought it up on the Bart Winkler podcast, so. It, well, what you, you happens, should. What it, happens it, next is it's it's just it's two minutes of something that I think curious sports fans would want to watch. Is he struggling? He's struggling, uh, and it's just it's just a bizarre scene. And so we'll we'll tie that back into saying in conclusion, the Packers' best wide receiver in three years will be one vote for Watson. For me, I think Bart voted Watson. I did. Paul, he did. He did. I will give a little bit of a creative answer. I, if it's not Christian Watson, then the best wide receiver, the number one wide receiver of two years from now is not on the roster. I think that that would be my answer because I think in, in two years, the Packers will look around and say, do we have our number one? And if not, they'll do the AJ Brown. I would, I I would hope the AJ Brown, Tyree kill Stefan Diggs thing, where it's like, we've built a really nice base and and we like our foundation, but we need our guy. And if that guy's not on the rock and it, and I don't think that guy can be on the roster right now unless it's Christian Watson. So it's either Watson or it's an outside addition. That will be my spin on this question. So Reed, so Reed's ceiling is not that of a number one. I think he can be really, really good, but I don't know if he can be the number one wide receiver on a team that contends for a title, which has to be the question. That has to be the question about Gary. That has to be the question about Jair if he's here for the long. Like every premium position, that needs to be the question. You know so what before- I mean? Before I leave, I, I would just say I did find the spot track information on the Packers' biggest cap hits this year. Aaron Rodgers is taking up once more than one sixth. He's taking up eighteen percent. Rodgers is of this year's cap team. So when I say the Packers are ahead of schedule, no matter like what, it's that eighteen percent of their cap is going to a guy not on the roster. By the way, taking up ten percent of the cap is David Bakhtiari. Yeah, I was going to say. So twenty eight percent of the cap this year, twenty eight percent is Rodgers and Bakhtiari. That's incredible. Yeah. 
Like the Ugh. next highest, the next highest is Jair at four percent. Also, uh, just I think Matt Lafleur deserves a lot of credit. I think Matt Lafleur's a good coach. I know this has been hey, an anti-Matt Lafleur podcast. I have to leave, and so I want you guys to maybe answer this question once I leave. Yeah, I got five minutes. It, Bart took himself off camera. Explain. No, I hear from Matt Lafleur. Joy, just wait, just wait. Explain the Packers Thanksgiving win over Detroit. Explain it. Like, how would you if you were like telling the story? Uh, Detroit like, went for it on fourth down too many times. So you're you're just gonna say because the Lions were 0 for five on fourth? Like I, I'm just I'm still I'm still trying to wrap my head around like how what how do I explain that? Well, well I want to give credit to Jordan Love. I gotta go. I'm really, excited, I'm, really Love. Excited to hear this on, I'm excited to hear this on the pod. Bye guys. Please Goodbye, please, Paul. please answer that question. I'm sorry I have to run. No, you're good. Nice to see you. Goodbye, Bart. Bye, Paul. Bye. Love that guy. There he and there he goes. I don't believe our friendship was tested, but it did. It did get pretty chippy. I was being a real D. <laughs> we were just talking about wrestling, and I was really excited. And even though we both, Paul and I, both kind of feel the same way about CM Punk, like, oh, this shit again. Yeah, it's still exciting to see him. Uh, so, and then I just told him AEW is awful, and I, and he said it's for hardcore wrestlers, and I said, fuck you, don't say that. That's a dumb. That doesn't exist. Um, so you don't think just to do justice to Paul, cause I feel like he's moved on now and his dying wish was that we answer this question. You don't think Matt LaFleur deserves, I will talk I about, you know, I do, I do, I do think Matt LaFleur deserves credit. I think that he's done uh, a pretty nice job these last couple of weeks. Um, he seems to be more confident in his quarterback, which I wish he was the entire time. This whole thing I rallied against about, you can't have young guys grow up together in this sport. The last couple of weeks, that has been working, and that's led to a lot of fun. I will find ways to criticize Matt LaFleur if they are available. Um, that first shot downfield, LaFleur tried to talk Jordan Love out of taking it. The night before, they had planned to take the shot, and Matt LaFleur gets all skitty. He gets all, I'm not sure we want to do this, Jordan. And then Love's which, like, let's can just do you, which- it. Can you blame him? Like I had a caller who's a Vikings fan the other night call my show to talk about the Packers win. And this is before the Vikings lost to the Bears. And he's like, I almost drove my car off the side of the interstate. He's driving to Thanksgiving and he heard the deep shot to Watson. And then he heard that he caught it and he pretty near drove his car off the highway. It is a risky play because if he drops if he drops that, like that can that can poison the well for a whole game or the a whole season. Like I actually like we've talked about this. <laughs> Like that, I think that sunk the Packers' season last year. Yeah, that was one of the best. That's a top five grand take. I'm like, it's a little tongue in cheek, but also I, I would be fascinated to see how last season would have gone had Watson made that catch. Just uh, I just want, I just want, I, I, I really take a lot of stock in how impressive that first quarter was right away. That mm-hmm. it was on Thanksgiving. That it was on national TV. And yeah, I mean, they scored twenty points. I thought they're going to score more. I thought they finished more than whatever they finished with. But their offense is still, you know, it's it's still not where it needs to be ultimately. Um, but I like when they score early because to me that tells me that they worked on something during the week. They game planned, they schemed, they scripted, and then they got to the field and were able to execute it, and it worked. And that was not what was going on earlier in the year. Like they figured it out in the third and the fourth quarter, but. 
that was my concern about Lafleur is they were getting shut out in the first half. It's like, okay, well, those are supposed to be the good plays. Those are supposed to be the scripted ones and the ones that are practiced and really thought about. And those are the ones that aren't working. Uh, and the opening drives at, at the Chargers game too, that's looked a lot better. So that makes me feel better about their preparation in the middle of the week and what Matt LaFleur is preaching for sure. All right. Uh, quick, I'll go first. Obviously, yes. the turkey. I'm going to draft uh, stuffing is going to be number one. Stuffing or dressing. It's a toss-up between that and mashed potatoes, but you can get mashed potatoes however you want. You can make mashed potatoes out of a bag if you want. Stuffing, you can do it in the bird, out of the bird. Um, yes, you can get stovetop anytime, but Thanksgiving stuffing has got to be the number one side. Uh, snake draft to you. Um, so I'm tempted to take mashed potatoes here, but that's so – everyone would do that. I'll go green bean casserole. No, I like it more every year. I think it's so fucking good. I like it more every year. It ages every as I year age. It better. It's the French fried onions, and it's 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 not really a liquid, but it's not really a solid, and it just oh, it just flows so well with the rest of the plate. So I'll go some GBC, some green bean casserole, number two pick. Snake well, draft, snake around. Yeah, mashed potatoes, mashed okay, potatoes. Mashed That's potatoes. a massive two three for me. Yeah, so I got I got stuffing and then uh, I don't I can't even think of a th- I can't even think of another one. What mac and cheese? I never even have that at mine. You've never been a mac and cheese family. Gravy. You can take gravy. Oh god, I gotta take gravy, but the gravy's not a side. Gravy's a pleaser. Gravy's a well. And now we've opened up a whole nother can of worms. Oh thank goodness. Have you, you ever gravy? heard of or had uh, polenta? Yes. I've talked about it. Polenta, my grandma used to make it, and it was like yellow and starchy, and it's like grits but corn, right? Yeah, you needed gravy. Mm-hmm. So it's like grits but like bread. I don't know, but you needed gravy. And then my father-in-law, uh, my late father-in-law, he uh, he knew that I liked it, so he made it for me, and it was really good. But it was like because he got really good at cooking it in in his life. You have to, but he and he made me like he made me like the premier polenta. But I craved my grandma's shitty one, you know. It's like you just crave your. Is my that why you tweeted that? Was, huh? Is that why you tweeted that a week yeah. or so ago? Yeah, yeah. Because my grandma's house, when when we would go over there, it just always smelled like ham. <laughs> But like, because we'd always go over there for holidays or whatever. Yeah. Or if we or if we'd be there on a Sunday, she'd be like, You guys want a ham? Sunday ham after church. Oh. There was one time in my life where I worked at a grocery store. My dad's dad was the manager of the store. My mom's mom worked in the deli. Wow. Family Seeing business. the grandparents interact was always a treat for me. It was like Avengers team up. It's like, holy fuck, both they're both here. Wow. It's cool. That is cool when worlds collide. Um yeah. anything else? I, I have to go to work in in not that long. Is there any like topic that Paul would disagree with us on that we can talk about? I don't think so. Well, the NFL pregame takes not surprising. No, it's so – and I knew exactly where he was going. I knew – when was the last time you learned something from any one of the hosts on the Fox pregame show? Oh, God. Oh, When's the last God. time you learned something from the Bart Winkler show? It, oh, my God. Uh, 
and God bless Paul, but you know, go watch uh, JP O'Sullivan, JT O'Sullivan. Go watch his break. Yeah, that's what he wants as a pregame show. Paul, yeah. your content that you want is available, just not on, just not on mainstream television at eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah, because you gotta, you gotta, you're making a show for the Bettys and the Joes and the Davids and the. You're making a show for the dumbest contingent possible. Yeah, the Jimmys and the Joes. I really am upset about the council backlash to me. The people telling me to get over it. I will. I'm sympathetic. I even... I'm sympathetic to your situation because you don't want to tweet like someone who has almost 15,000 followers. And you have to. You just want to be able to throw stuff out there and snicker amongst your inner circle on Twitter and then go on with your life. But when you have a platform like you do, that's not the way the world works. I also want to leave Twitter completely. The ads are getting bad. It's kind of gross. A lot of people, a lot of, well, a lot of companies left. They'll come back. And yes, it's called X. Sorry, Matt. Matt, he's already texting. Well, this was a treat. It always is. Uh, I'm going to go get ready for work. And uh, I can't wait to do this next week. I always look forward to it, Bart. Thank you so, so, so very much. We'll talk again soon, as you always tell your guests. Do I? I don't know. I always say, I hope to talk to you down the line. Down the road. Down the line. I like that. Like Jerry Rafferty. That's good. I like well, that. I don't like. Uh, does Bill do it? Because Tim Allen always did it. I don't like the. All right. There he is. I don't like the. There yeah. he is. I've started to do that as a bit. Just because I listen to so much other show. I've just adopted the phrases of the people who I listen to all day. All right. There he is. And there he goes. Yep, there he is. All right, let's bring him in now. There he is, Grant Bills. There he is. Thank you. It's a treat. Continue to enjoy the in-season tournament, Bart. Talk again soon. Let's uh, wrap things up with some voicemails and a shout-out to Radio Joe. I believe he is going with his lovely wife to Tupelo Honey this weekend. Tupelo Honey, downtown Milwaukee. You can check out Tupelo Honey at TupeloHoneyCafe.com. You can make your reservations. Um, they've been doing 20% off in the month of November when you make your reservation and put Bart Winkler show in there for this weekend and for the month of December, we'll cook up something different. Um, but thank you guys that have gone there so far and, uh, it's really neat. It's, it's neat that someone can come on board and see instant results. Uh, that that's, that's really cool. Now, um, you can continue to check them out to belohoneycafe.com with the southern food, the chicken and waffles, the southern sodas. I haven't talked about that southern soda I had. I had one that was so good. Um, and it was like a morning where I went out with Tim Shea. I didn't have anything, like I didn't want to drink. I had the peach and pineapple porch sipper, and it was so good. And it would have been so much better with a little vodka in there. But it was uh, it was like it was like the perfect mixed drink. So when I go back, it's gonna be a brunch, and I'm getting that soda with a little something something in there. So check them out. Uh do get the banana pudding too, if you can. Uh, Joe Joe and his wife should be sharing a plate of banana pudding. If me and Ram Dog. Could share one. Joe should be doing the same. 
TupeloHoneyCafe.com. Uh, Carl's Place voicemails. I have a couple. 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. Actually, I think we just have one for today's show. And oh boy. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to this man, Vincent in Anaheim. Always love to hear from Vincent in Anaheim. A little behind on the episodes. Make sure he gets them all. I'm sure I'll get a Spotify wrapped update from him in February. And again, the voicemail line, thanks to our friends at Carl's Place, providing golf simulators, uh, screens that, again, you can watch TV while you golf. So, like, you can do a round during a game. It's really neat stuff. I'll have to get back out there and highlight some stuff. I still have a lot of video that I took the last time I was out there that's sitting on my phone. <laughs> I've got this great idea for a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And 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 uh, it's just, I'll get to it. TikToks are fucking hard, though. That's the problem. I don't know. TikToks, man. Part of me, like, part of me, part of me trying to learn and be better on social is, you know, I, I have a job. I work for CBS. I'm getting full-time hours right now because they don't have a full-time guy. But when they do, and I'm going, I'm, I'm back to like strictly, strictly part-time. I was hoping that I could latch on with somewhere and be like, here's all the social media stuff I've done. But there's like 15-year-olds that can TikTok the shit out of me and I'm going to be dead. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to work for Sargento Cheese if I can't figure out a goddamn TikTok. I mean, if Batteries Plus said no to me, how the fuck? Here's Vincent in Anaheim. Hey, what's up, part? It's Vincent in Anaheim. Just want to talk to you. What's up? And I wanted to add on to the last message I left. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't want to be high. And I think it just got up to uh, October. I think it's October, uh, October 29th episode. That's what I'm listening to currently right now. So I'm almost caught up. So everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I just wanted to add on, you know, uh, I did forget to add on to, you know, that was cool that you guys had your little barbecue, your little uh, uh, meet, uh, meet and greet at the Brewers game. That was pretty cool. Jesus, and, uh, Vincent. Man, the ball, you know, was a great cook, I heard. Uh, so that's cool, man. I wish I could have came, but, you know, I ain't, I, ain't flying all, I ain't flying all the way to Wisconsin. I ain't got that type of money. <laughs> but that's cool, man. And uh, I'm glad that you feel the same way about the whole college football Expansion bullshit. My Pac-12, my beloved Pac-10, then Pac-12 is dead. It's gone. It's gonna die. Uh, I'm a Cal guy. I like Cal, you know, Cal Berkeley, but they, you know, we're home with Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff, all right? Super Bowl quarterback. <laughs> but man, uh, so I feel the same way, man. It's one of the, I'm glad that you and even Toby agreed the same thing, man. This whole expansion is stupid to me. Uh, USC, UCLA could have been kings of the West Coast, you know. But now they want to try and fight against, you know, the Ohio State and all that shit, Michigan's and all that. So we'll see what happens. And also, man, uh, today is uh, November 27th, and I saw, uh, I'm an NHL guy, kind of. Uh, I saw uh, Matt in the Falls, the uh, Minnesota Wild, man, fired their coach and all that, man. So I wanted to hear uh, Matt in the Falls take if he, ever, if he does. Uh, I mean, I know they were like 5 and 10 or something like that, so they, they're like ninth place. But, you know, the season's still kind of young, so I wanted to hear his little take on that, if possible. As for me, on an Anaheim Duck, 
and the Washington Capitals guy. So shout out to Toby. So both of my NHL teams have won Stanley Cup. Yes, yes. <laughs> but anyway, man, I just want to say what's up. And uh, and then on October second episode, man, you got you you were being sincere about saying thank you to all the listeners, man. Hey, man, I want to thank you, Bart, for continuing to entertain us with great sports talk. Hell yeah, all sports. And uh, I thank you for taking the time out of your life and doing your thing. I know you should be getting a radio show. You should be getting a real, you know, permanent job, whatever, man. But the part, the weekly verse and the part weekly podcast, man, thank you so much for taking the time for doing it. And keep your head up, man. And, uh, man, you know, we'll see what happens next year, man. But, hey, man, you still got a fan of me. Do your thing. And I heard you on uh, CBS Sports Radio on Friday, man, uh, Black Friday. I heard you. Uh, I think they were replaying your uh, – your uh, your slot or something like that, but I heard you on the radio, so it's all good, Bart. Man, you got love out here, Vincent and Anna. Yep. All right. I think he cut. I got cut off on the three minutes, but certainly uh, a good meaty voicemail from Vincent, and I do appreciate hearing from him, as you know. Couple of uh, things just to wrap up today's episode. We'll be live again Thursday night after Bucks Bulls. I will be from the Odyssey corporate headquarters uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we will also be watching the Cowboys-Seahawks game while we do that for playoff seeding. Packers need to jump some of these teams, baby. Got the Chiefs coming to town. Excited for that. Quick NFL note. Obviously, Rodgers is in the news. He's practicing. Um, Matt on Twitter asked if it was going to make me mad. My response was, I'm past the point. Everything's going to make me mad. Every outcome to the story makes me mad. Whether he returns and is like beats modern medicine, which the irony, uh, that will make me mad. If he doesn't come back and this was all just some thing to hype up, that will make me mad. The attention, the, the attention that's going to be put on this guy returning for a 4-10 Jets team is going to be way overblown. That will make me mad. Um, like Rogers, everything, every outcome will make me mad. Every, I mean, there's is a me problem. Sure. But every outcome will make me mad. There's, there's nothing that can happen. That'll satisfy me. Um, even if he goes away and, and finally does what I want him to do, go away. I'm sure that will make me mad. I, I don't, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's, it, he broke me. He did. He broke me. He just, I, I, I'm, I'm so, I so dislike him so much. I dislike the whole thing. I dislike the circus around him. Some of it, not his fault. A lot of it, he fostered this culture where Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, whoever can put up a tweet and the engagement just for a guy coming to practice, throw a few balls and they're going to suck. The jets suck. So I don't, I don't know, man. I also, I'm this whole, did he really hurt his Achilles? I think it's what, what's more likely that the injury got embellished a little bit or that this guy is practicing 79 days after he snapped his Achilles. You know, the answer to that. What's more likely that we went to the moon and then never went back or that it was filmed on a soundstage. I'm not a moon landing truther, but I do. Uh, never mind. 
and then uh, Milwaukee Pro Soccer. People are asking me what's up with the delay. Unfortunately, we are out of time. We'll be back tomorrow with the live show. Have a good one.